Journey into space. The BBC presents Jeff Morgan in The World in Peril. Jet Morgan, the crew of the Discovery, and Frank Rogers are on a Martian asteroid where they met Paddy Flynn, a man picked up from Earth many years ago and now in the hands of the Martians. He is, or so he says, in charge of all the conditioned personnel aboard number 734, which is waiting for orders to join the main fleet of asteroids with which the Martians intend to invade the Earth. And then, during a long talk with Paddy, Jet and Doc learned something of his life down on Earth before he was picked up by a Martian sphere. But before Paddy could complete his story, he had to leave them to attend to some business in another part of the great asteroidal ship. What do you make of him, Doc? Do you think he really remembers anything about Earth? Yes, he does. But he's talking of a time so long ago, it's a wonder he remembers anything at all. How do you mean? I believe he was working on a railroad, but in the States. Well, why? Because of the terms he used. Locomotive, end of track. But who ever heard of building a railroad with picks and shovels? In the 19th century, that's exactly what they did, Jet. They practically used their bare hands. So all his memories of Earth date back a hundred years or more? Exactly. Oh, blimey. You mean he's been up here all that time? Yes. We'll be meeting Cleopatra next. Yeah, but he's hoping to go back to Earth. Uh, he'll never make it, Mitch. You know what will happen the moment he sets foot on Earth. Yes. He'll revert to his true age. Ah, but he's looking forward to it so much. Quietly, me. Here he comes. It's come at last. What? The order to join the main fleet. We're going back to Earth. We're going home. Oh, no. Paddy, have you made the trip before? No, I haven't. But I know one of the men on an asteroid that has. Oh, which? Uh, number 53. It made the trip three times. What for? To pick up new personnel, or at least to go close enough to the earth to allow the spears to go down. It's him that tells me what's going on down there. Did your friend ever actually land on the home planet? No, he didn't. The men who land on earth are highly conditioned. If they weren't, there'd be no guarantee they'd ever come back. Well, how do you propose to make a landing? I have it all worked out. You see, I receive orders from the Martians and pass them on to the asteroid crew. Well... Well, all I have to do is carry out orders until we reach Earth, or as near to Earth as the asteroids ever go. And then? Then the time will come to transfer the selected crews to the spheres, the ones that will actually land on Earth. But the crew of one of them will not be selected personnel at all, but us, you and me and Jack Evans, of course. And you expect to get away with it, without the Martians suspecting anything? Why not? If they were suspicious, do you think they'd let me run this ship? Oh, what a surprise for the folks back home when I turn up. After all these years. Oh, there it goes again. It's going to be like this all the time now. I'm not going to have a moment's peace. Now where's he off to? Doc, before he gets back... Well? What do you think now? Well, I still think he's been up here for years and years. And that he's been conditioned most of that time. Well, even if that's true, he certainly doesn't seem to be conditioned now. No. Maybe at last he's grown immune to it, just like that flying doctor. They've trained him to run this asteroid, and only the time he's spent on it is clear in his mind. 
His condition period is a complete blank. And the time before that, at the time he spent on Earth, is just a vague memory. Oh, I should think so in all, or for a hundred years. Mm, he thinks it's no more than four or five. Mm. And that's why he believes he can go back to Earth. Well, who's going to tell him? Nobody. Eh? If he knew the truth, he might not be so ready to rebel, and we'd find ourselves prisoners again. What are we now, then? Well, at least he's taken us into his confidence. So long as he trusts us, we have a good chance of making a landing on Earth. And that's better than being in the hands of the Martians for the rest of our lives. But this asteroid is supposed to be part of the main fleet, isn't it? Well? Well, if we do land on Earth, in the way Paddy suggests, there'll be thousands of others, too, and not rebels, either. All carrying out their orders to conquer the Earth, which is what the Martians want and what we're supposed to prevent. We've got to get a message to control before we leave. How do we send it? Now, look, don't tell me a place that carries a three-dimensional televiewer doesn't carry radio, too. Well, of course not, but what kind of radio is it? Would you know how to work it? How to tune to the right frequency? Always assuming it's tunable. If it's a radio, I'll get it to work. I'm glad you're so confident, Lemmy. Thank you. Well, Paddy must know the answer to all these things. Then why don't we ask him? If he'd stay with us for more than five minutes at a time, perhaps we would. Yeah, why does he have to keep going into that other room? What's in there? Have you any idea, Frank? No, Jet, I, I told you that control room was familiar, the one we saw on the screen, but that's all. And where's this Jack Evans? Why don't we see him? Oh, he's supposed to be in another part of the ship. But why doesn't he show himself? Yeah, and how about this business of joining the main fleet? Where do we join it and when? Any minute, I should think, judging by the state Paddy's in. We must get him to tell us more, much more. We should be able to find out enough about the running of this ship to be able to take over ourselves if we have to. Why not take over the old Martian fleet and have done with it? There's no need to be flippant, Lemmy. Well, what about the Martian who's supposed to be sitting in his private suite somewhere on board? Is he going to let us do all that without raising a finger to stop us? Oh, Paddy certainly seemed to think so. Paddy, he can't even remember how long he's been up here. For all we know, he's talking out of his hat. Yes, but he's our only hope. We must get all the information out of him that we can. Be ready to step into his shoes if we have to. Mm, but Lemmy's right about that Martian. I wonder where he is. Yeah, and I wonder if he knows we're here. Oh, why shouldn't he? As soon as Paddy comes back, we'll ask him. If that Martian knows we're here? No, Lemmy, where he's supposed to be. And then? Well... Maybe we'll pay him a visit. Oh, blimey. Paddy didn't come back. Where he had gone or why, we had no idea. Yet, in spite of his odd behavior, I felt somehow that we could trust this strange Irishman. The more I thought of it, the more certain I became that, although he was, mercifully, quite unaware of it, he had been away from Earth too long ever to be able to return. Perhaps it was this knowledge that made me feel sympathetic towards him. Or perhaps I was merely grateful for his apparent normality in the midst of these new and alarming circumstances. The past few hours had been so full of incident that we had had little opportunity to take stock of our situation. But now we had plenty of time, and I found myself thinking how sudden, and for all we knew, final, had been our transition from the discovery to the huge mass of asteroidal rock on which we now found ourselves. Would we ever get back to Mars? Or would the discovery remain for all time empty of human life? 
an ironic monument to all we hoped to achieve when we set out on our second trip to the Red Planet. Was Control, even now, still trying to call us? Or was all hope of contact already abandoned? We were completely cut off from home. Helpless intruders on an alien world. A world, for all we knew, peopled by beings who, although our destiny lay in their hands, we might never even see. Well, how much longer is Paddy going to be? He seems to have been gone for hours. The other times he left us, he wasn't gone more than a few minutes. Can't we call him in some way? There must be some kind of intercommunication system in this place. How else could Paddy have spoken to you, Jet, when you and Lemmy were on your way down here? Yeah, and come to that, how did you and Lemmy speak to us when we were still upstairs? Well, we did it from the next room, where Paddy is now. Uh, what sort of room was it? Oh, just a small one. Had a control table with a small televiewer screen set in it. Hmm. Oh, a vision phone, you mean? You might call it that, but although you could see the person you were talking to, they couldn't see you. Ah, one-way system. In vision, yes. Which means you can watch and hear what's going on without whoever you're watching knowing anything about it. That's it. Then how do we know we're not being watched right now? For that Martian, for instance. Maybe we are. But if that were the case, do you think Paddy would have been so keen to talk about his plans to get back to Earth? That depends on whose side he's on. Well, let's try calling him anyway. Here. Hey, wait a minute. Now what? If he can hear us talking, he must have heard us talking about him. Yeah, and about how, if he did set foot on Earth, he'd revert to his true age. Which, if Doc is right, would be about 130 years. I can't imagine he'd want to go back if he knew the truth. Maybe that's it. He does know and doesn't want to. Then why was he so excited at the prospect? That's a point. No. I don't think he did hear us talking. Well, let's try calling him anyway. Paddy. 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 Can you hear us? Paddy! Come on, mate, answer us. Uh, I don't think he's going to. Well, what are we supposed to do? Just sit here until we're as old as he is? No, we're not. How did he open that door? There was a control at the side of it. All right, let's go in there, see what's going on. Come on, Frank. Coming, Doc. Well, she's opening all right. Not a sign of him. Uh, I thought there was something fishy going on. Yeah, but there's nowhere in here that he can hide. Is this the control table you were telling us about, Jeff? Yes, Doc. Yeah, it's the only thing in the room. Where on earth did he go? He couldn't just disappear. And if he was going to be away so long, why didn't he tell us? Instead of leaving us waiting outside like a lot of mugs. Maybe he didn't know he was going to be away for so long. You mean somebody carted him off? Hey, how about this? What is it, Doc? Another door. Where does it lead to? Well, I wouldn't know. I didn't notice it last time we were here. Did you, Lemmy? No, Chet. I was so surprised at meeting Paddy, I hardly noticed anything. Try opening it, Doc. Okay. So? Try again, Doc. And again. So? No, it doesn't function. What's that? Hey, Chet. This visual telephone, it's warming up. What brought it to life? Well, Frank, he sat down and started operating it. You've used one of these before, Frank? Yes, Jim, I have. Where? Down on Mars, I think. Hey, the picture on there. Isn't that the big hall where we saw all those carvings? Yes, it is. And that's where we first heard Paddy's voice. Here. He must have been sitting here watching us. Can you get a different view of the hall, Frank, or is the, is the camera fixed? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, that's it. Hey, listen. There's that singing again. Then it must be coming from the hall. Scan the whole place, Frank. Let's look at every corner of it. Yeah, there's the Norman arches and the steps leading up. And there's that passage. And look. 
There are the singers. Blimey. And all dressed in boiler suits. Just as those men in the big control room hey. were. Where are you going, Mitch? Back into the other room. An idea just struck. Get after him. They may bring him back. Yes, sir. Hey, Mitch. Mitch. Wait a minute. Mitch. thought, Lemmy. The picture on that panel in there is the same as the one on the wall out here. Yeah, it's like we were we were down in that hall ourselves. It's so realistic, isn't it? Yeah, where are those fellas marching to? Or from, for that matter. From that passage. The same one we came down to get here. The one outside. They must have passed right by our door a few minutes ago. Yeah, well, they've certainly passed out of range of the camera now. Come on, let's go back to the others. Blimey. Yeah, that's the signal for all doors to be closed. Then what are we waiting here for? Let's get back to Jet quick before we get shut off. Mitch, Lemmy, where are you? Coming, Jet. Come on, hurry, Lemmy. The door's closing. I'm right with you, Mitch boy. No, wait. You'll never make it. Hold it, Lemmy. If you get caught in that door, you'll be crushed to pulp. Oh, it's shut. And us on the wrong side of it. he can't let me. The door's too thick. Oh, crikey, now what? The wall. The picture's changing. Never mind about the picture. What about this door? How do we get through it? But Lemmy, look. Hey? Look at the screen. It's turned into a mirror. Look, that is us, isn't it? Yeah, there's no doubting that. Hey, hey, wait a minute. It's all cock-eyed. Well, how do you mean? Well, look at it. We're facing the thing, but our images are turned sideways. Then when we turn sideways, the images in the mirror face outwards. Yeah, of course they do. That's no mirror, Lemmy. It's a televised picture of us, and the camera must be on that wall. But I'll see no camera. Oh, we didn't see any screen until the picture appeared. Hello, Mitch, Lemmy. It's Jet. Yes, mate. Can you hear us? Yes, and we can see you too. I think this panel will show us any part of this asteroid we wanted. Well, how did you get us? Well, Frank manipulated a few controls, and there you were. He knows how to work that thing, then? Yeah, but he doesn't know what picture's likely to turn up next. The fact that we picked you up first go was pure luck. The door shut tight, Jet. What do we do? This must be one of those safety measures that Paddy told us about when all doors have to close for a while. I don't think we need worry. You'll probably be able to open it again in a few minutes. Well, let's hope so. Why did you go rushing back in there, Mitch? Well, I suspected that the panel you're operating must have something to do with the picture on the wall in here. And does it? Yeah, Jet. We saw the hole and the men walking down it as large as life. We can see ourselves now. It's... it's uncanny. What did you make of those fellows, marching and singing like that? I've seen Boy Scouts marching better. Yes, Lemmy, but what about the song? What about it? Didn't you hear the words? Well, not really. I was too intrigued by the men themselves. But what about the words? One line that kept cropping up was green hills, the the green hills of Earth. So what? 
And green hills are what Paddy cheaply remembered about Earth. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's nice. But what does it all add up to? I wish I knew, but there must be some connection. Has Paddy turned up yet? No, we've not seen or heard anything from him. Frank's going to continue to manipulate this panel, see what else we can get. So don't be surprised if the picture on your wall changes. And what about us? How do we get back with you? Oh, don't worry, Lemmy. I'm sure we'll be able to open the door before long. That's all very well, but I do worry. And so would you if you was in my shoes. Well, keep trying the control from time to time. Trying it. But it doesn't open. Oh, does that thing have to make that noise? Apparently it does, so the quicker you get used to it and stop complaining, the better. Well, what's that a picture of? It looks like the surface of the asteroid. Yeah, it must be. Look, over there. There's one of the domes. Uh, sleeping quarters, I suppose, like the one we were in. It must be night outside again. Oh, it's just like we were really out there, isn't it? Oh, look at the stars. Hey, yeah. Yeah, look at them. What about them? Well, they're dipping below the horizon. So that's unusual. Well, at that rate it is. This asteroid must be rotating. Hey? Here, let me. What for? Well, there's only one reason I can think of. Well, we must be moving. But... We must already be on our way to join the main Martian fleet. Oh, no! Hello, Jet. Hello, Jet. Ah, uh, no, he can't hear us, Lemmy. But why not? He was talking to us a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, a couple of minutes ago, he was tuned into us. But isn't there some way we can tune into him? Yeah, there probably is, but what is it? Oh, well, let's try the door again. Oh, it's working. Come on, Lemmy. You don't think I intend to stay out here alone, do you? Hey, Jet, Mitch, are you all right? Yeah. Uh, thank goodness that door's working again. And what about that picture on the screen? A view of the asteroid's surface. We're just about to see what else we can get. Yeah, but haven't you noticed anything? No, what? This asteroid's rotating and pretty fast, too. What makes you think so? Frank, switch back to the previous picture. Yes, Doc. There. Now, take a close look at it this time. Watch the stars near the horizon. Huh? Man, six. I think we are rotating. And judging from the direction in which the stars are traveling, the camera that picks up that picture must be situated somewhere near this asteroid's equator. Is it possible to rotate that camera, Frank, as you did the one in the hall? Well, I, I should think so. Try it, Doc. Which is the control? Uh, same one as before. Now, that's it. Uh, turn it full circle, Doc. Uh-huh. Uh, the view in the other room is much better. But there doesn't seem to be any way to control the picture from there. Everything seems to be done from this panel. Oh, that's a fat lot of use, isn't it? What do you do, keep rushing from one room to another all the time? Well, I think under normal conditions, there'd be an operator here permanently to produce pictures for the big screen next door on order. This little screen here is merely a monitor. Hey, look, just coming into picture now. Mars! Doc, come with me. Where are we going? Into the next room. Keep that picture on the screen, Frank, and keep the camera rotating. Yes, Jeff. Lemmy, you stand at the door. Yeah. If I want to give Frank any further instructions, I'll call you and you pass them on. Right. Mitch is right. It certainly is. Mars never moved across the sky so rapidly when we observed it from that astro hatch upstairs. I thought it strange that there was no sunlight. Well, there will be soon, I bet. Are we just rotating, or, or do you think, as Mitch does, that we're on the move already? I wouldn't like to say. And it would take us some hours to find out just by sitting here gazing at that picture. Well, we've got to find out, Doc. <laughs> Paddy would know. Yes, but where is he? What's happened to him? 
And what if he never turns up again? But why shouldn't he? Well, why should he have disappeared? He said he'd be only a few minutes. Maybe he had to go somewhere else, unexpectedly. He probably went through that other door. But it wouldn't open. Hey, wait. To enter this place, we had to go through two doors. That's right. And one wouldn't open unless the other was shut, just as in the airlock of the Discovery. It must be the same with the second door in there. For all we know, Paddy is on the other side of it and can't get back because that door we just came through is open all the time. Very well. We'll go back in there and give it a try. Okay, Jet, she's closed. Very well, Doc. See if the other door operates. Contact. It does. Well, where does it lead to? I'll give it time to open, Mitch, and we'll find out. Oh, another passage. This place must be honeycombed with them. Well, of course. What else would you expect? This place can't be very dissimilar to our own lunar colony. And that's honeycombed with passages, too. Well, what's the plan of action now? I think we should do a little exploring. I'll try to find Paddy, at least. But all of us? No. Frank will stay here and keep working on that panel. From in here, it's probably possible to look at and communicate with every part of this asteroid. Now, it's up to you, Frank, to find out how. Do you think you can manage that? I think so, Jet. All I have to do is to remember which combination of controls produces which pictures. Well, Frank, you know how to tune into that hall, to next door, and to the surface for a start. Hello, what's that? Uh, it's the control room, the big one. First picture we saw. Yeah, and there's that foreman, the one who asked for orders. He's walking towards the camera. There must be some means or other which tells him when his section is being watched. There he is. What are your orders? You can hear me clearly and distinctly? I can hear you. Well, there are no orders at present. Just uh, carry on. Well, what are you standing there for? Oh, he's going. You know... For a minute, I thought we was going to witness a little insubordination. Turn it off, Frank. Well, shouldn't we ask him a question or two? Frank, turn it off. What's the matter, Frank? I don't know. I, I just get a very uneasy feeling every time I see that place. Yeah, what was the idea of turning the picture off anyway? Because that fellow on it seemed surprised. At not receiving any orders? No, at hearing a strange voice. He expected Paddy to talk to him, you mean? Of course. But what could I do? He was filling the screen and demanding his orders almost before I had time to think what to say. Well, we can't worry about it now. Well, while we're gone, Frank, do your utmost to follow us on that screen. I'll do my best. Mitch will stay here with you. Sure, Jeff. Doc, Lemmy and I will go down that corridor and see what we can find. Now, as soon as we've gone, close the door behind us. What for? So that if Paddy comes back by way of the next room, he can get into here. Oh, all right. Come on, Doc. And okay. you, Lemmy. Yes, Jeff. Now, once we're outside, Mitch, we'll bang on the door. If you can hear us, give a reply. What's that for? So that when we return, Mitch will know when to let us in. And if I don't hear you knocking? Then leave the door open. Paddy can find his own way home. Come on, Lemmy. Coming. All right, Mitch. Close it. Well, the door's not that soundproof. That's something. Now, oh, let's hope they do find out something, or Paddy, at least. Now, Frank, let's get on with it. And the first thing to do is see if we can locate them on the screen. Thank you.
the corridor down which Jet, Lenny, and I walked seemed endless. Fortunately, it was well lit, which led us to think it must have been in fairly constant use. For the steps leading up out of the great hall to the asteroid's surface were left in darkness, except, or so we assumed, when the men who formed the crew of this great ship climbed them to reach their sleeping quarters. Occasionally, we passed openings in the wall of the corridor and could see the same kind of narrow, spiral stairways that were to be found in the great hall. But as these two were in darkness, we made no attempt to descend them. We must have walked for an hour or more, during which time we saw no sign of any living thing, human or otherwise, nor heard any sound, save that of our own voices and footsteps. Oh, I don't think we're ever coming to the end of this place. We'll probably find we'll walk for a week and then end up where we started. It must lead somewhere. Paddy must have come this way. Not so far as this, necessarily. For all we know, he went down the first spiral staircase we saw. In the dark. He'd know how to put the light on. Hey, wait a minute. What is it? Look. The end is in sight. There's a blank wall way on ahead. You mean we've come all this way to find ourselves in a blind alley? I'll answer that question when we get there. Come on. not the end at all. It's a T-junction. Well, that makes a change anyway. Well, which way do we go? Left or right? Hmm, it looks much the same either way. Except that both corridors follow a circular course. In which case, it wouldn't matter which way we went. We'd arrive back here eventually. I wonder why they're built that way. What the circle encloses. Come on, let's see where the left fork leads. Hey, Jet. Jet. What's that? That's Mitch's voice. Hello, Mitch. C- can you hear us? Uh, not only can we hear you, we can see you. Well, for... How on earth did you manage that? Ah, uh, we've been tuning into all manner of things. Frank's really got the hang of this control panel now. It's just a case of reviving what I already knew, Jet. The more I use it, the more I remember about what it. What else have you seen? Well, there are five cameras up on the surface. Three of them on the equator and one at each pole. There's no part of the heavens we can't bring into view. We can tune into any one of them at any time. Are we still rotating, Mitch? Yeah, we are. Anything else? Well, there are three other great halls besides the one we passed through. And we've been able to locate the sleeping quarters that each of them connect with. They're all up on the surface, too. And we've now discovered how to look in on that control room without attracting the attention of the condition type in charge. That's right. He'll only come running over to the camera if the sound system is switched in. But if you cut it out, you can watch him with impunity. And neither he nor any of the men with him seem to realize it. That's a great comfort. I wonder who's watching us without our realizing it. And there are at least three other rooms of a similar kind. All with condition types working in them. Well, any idea what they're working at? No, Doc. But two of the rooms are circular. Eh? But this corridor... And we passed through miles of corridors, via the televiewer, of course, before we finally caught up with you. Well, now that you're here, why don't you stay for a while? Have you any idea of our exact position, Mitch? The way we've come has twisted and turned so much we've lost all sense of direction. No, I'm afraid not, Doc. You wouldn't know if we're near any one of those control rooms or anything. No. Has Frank any idea? No, Jed, I'm afraid I haven't. Well, how about Paddy? Any sign of him? No, I looked next door a couple of times, but he hasn't turned up yet. Well, keep us in your picture if you can, and your sound system on. <laughs> Too right, I will. We began to think we'd never find you. Well, meanwhile, we'll keep going. We must come to something soon. Okay. I'll be keeping an eye on you. Come on, Doc, let me. Right. Here we go again. Round the bend. Hey, listen. It's a new noise. 
voice, isn't it? Now, what does that mean? And where's it coming from? Oh, I'd say from farther along the corridor, around the corner. Come on, and take it easy. Go back. Hey, somebody said, go back. It is forbidden me to come any further. Sounds like a... Like a, a woman's voice. No crew personnel are allowed in this section. Go back immediately. A woman? Oh, oh no. What do you mean, no, no? Don't you remember? Paddy told us he didn't know whether to call him a he or a she. Good grief, yes. The Martian. The one that's on this ship. That must be him. That was episode 11 of Journey into Space. Taking part in this recording were Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and Don Sharp as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs and Pat Campbell. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. And you can hear episode 12 at the same time next week.